Papa, no puede cubrir Tu overstyle and find the truth Follow their footsteps, track the clues So listen to this Escucha el cuento que yo emboa A los ancestros les agradezco Líderes sociales les agradezco A nuestros muertos siempre les A todos los nuestros, we thank you They left us so much, we just gotta look Wherever you hear this, they will be there too Les doy mis respetos Viva Eva en tono FM appreciates your support and we need your financial donations. Visit CIUT.FM and donate now. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall and today I am joined by a co-host. We have Isabella in the building. We are at CIUT recording an interview with one of Isabella's cousins, an opera singer in Austria currently, originally from Colombia. We have Alejandra. Guys, thank you so much for being with us on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you so much for that introduction, Jesse. Uh, as he said, I'm so excited to be bringing along my cousin, Alejandra Ballestas Medina. Um, she is such an accomplished uh, soprano and opera singer, and she is actually moving on to continue her studies in Vienna, Austria, which is where she's zooming to us uh, here in the studio. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Isabella for giving me this opportunity to introduce myself, my story, and maybe to have a connection with the people out there, Colombians and immigrants in, in Canada. Tell us a little bit about what it's been like. I know growing up in Colombia, I visit you so many times in Barranquilla. Um, you moved later on to Bogota as well. So tell us a little bit about growing up in Barranquilla and how did you kind of get into music over there? So first of all, I have to say that I am very happy that our connection as cousins remained through all these years because, mm. yeah, we had That's the time like to meet a lot of times. And not to forget about my aunt, I went once to Canada and it was like the greatest experience of my childhood mm. because I didn't know anything better than Colombia. So I really loved it and the chance to share it with my cousins, with Isabella. And it has been great. And my aunt, Yuselena, she has been very close to me and I really love her. And about my time growing up in Barranquilla, it is very different in the cultural and the traditional music is something different. For example, we have the tradition of carnival in Barranquilla, which is actually totally different from Bogota. They don't have that there. Their conception of culture and traditional music is something different. I could say that it's something that has more relation with Spain, like with the, the you know, in, in Spanish we say the criollos, which are the people, the songs for Spanish people that were born in America and remain white <laughs> at the end. So... Uh, you could say that in Bogota and in the insides of Colombia, there is a more grown population of criollos. And on the Pacific coast and the Pacific and the Caribbean coast, we are more like mixed. So in Cartagena, for example, and in, also in islands with San Andres, there was the immigration like for history from Africans and in the Caribbean coast as well. So you can say that because of that, the influence and the culture tends to be a little bit different. In that way, I think I grew up in a with different perspective because my parents are very conservative as well. So yeah. Yeah, Alejandra, when I think of opera music, it's it's derived from Europe, it's sort of a European genre. So how have the productions that you've been in, have they explored other viewpoints, other perspectives at all, and strayed away from that Eurocentric place? Actually, yes. This opera that, I, that we were doing last year, which was Lelicita Modern, the music was from made by Gaetano Donizetti. Uh, we wanted to do it in a very Colombian way, so it had like the history from one of the reserves of the, of the indigenous reserve that we have remaining, because there there are very few. Yeah, are these the Wayu people? Yes, the reserve of Wayu, like they don't, they are very reserved about the, their culture, and they don't get involved with another culture. So it was a very good experience like to to study them and to try to make the rituals as they did so if, if you really want to check out that opera we have it on youtube it was an amazing experience to get to speak to them like to speak their language because they taught us a, a, some words Bogota actually has a, a great influence of indigenous too but they I think they even have more that in the coast because we have more African influence but in the insides of Colombia including Bogota there have they have more influence of indigenous culture and I think the education should be more focused on exploring everything and just a little bit about that experience because that was 
turned into, it was from the Italian to Elixir del Amor. They turned it, they made it a Spanish title. And then to have been broadcast on live Latin American television. Wow. Was this your first TV experience in, in a chorus like this? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't in the chorus. I, I actually was one of the secondary roles. I had the chance to work in the scenes with the salt. Lois, and it, it was amazing because I didn't, I didn't know such people with great talents and with such a large experience because they are from Europe. They were Spanish, and we have an Italian colleague. And actually, the one that was playing the main role, uh, who was Nemorino, he was actually Colombian. Well, it, it sounds like you're in a pretty ideal place in terms of music history. And we're going to talk more about what your what your experience in Vienna has been like coming from Bogota, Colombia. But right now on Tracks from Abroad, we're talking with Alejandra Ballestas Medina. She is an opera singer from Bogota, Colombia. And we're going to play a song. It's called En Barranquilla Me Quedo suggested by Alejandra and you are listening to CIUT 89.5 FM we're going to be back with you in just a moment
Over the past 35 years, CIUT.FM, the volunteer-powered radio station in the heart of Toronto, has trained thousands of volunteers. Our charity-run station focuses on giving students and community members the tools to share their passion for music and their city. Support the sound of your city and our charity. Please donate at CIUT.FM.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Uh, my name is Isabella Milano. I am a classical music student in the voice program here at U of T. I am joined by Alejandra Ballestas Medina, my cousin, who is here to share a little bit about her story and in getting into classical music, as well as her encounters with traditional Colombian music and to tell us what her life is like now as a Colombian international student uh, for music in Vienna, Austria. So Alejandra, tell us a little bit about what life is like right now in Vienna. You have recently made the change between finishing your undergraduate degree at the University of Bogota as a singer, as a soprano. What is it like right now over there? Uh, how are you uh, making this transition? Well, I have been living here for three months and it has been crazy because you have to face some realities happy realities and also not so happy realities because you get to understand that your development as a musician because as we said before classical european music is not something that we see in colombia so often so maybe because of that perspective we tend to believe that is something that doesn't belong to us but you know i i have grown to understand that art in every way it's part of the human nature and because of that, we can also we can all understand it the way we feel. So there may be people even in Austria who doesn't feel classical music as I feel it, and I fell in love with it completely. And also, I think there are people that come to to Latin America and explore it in a way that I do, that I don't connect. So when I came here, I fell in love once again with classical music, like the like fact that I could go to an amazing opera like Vienna State Opera, like you always dream of it. Also, you get to miss your culture and you also get to sometimes feel like you, like, what am I doing? Like, I don't have the background that my colleagues had. I have auditioned it a lot and to see that they, they have such a development, like they have such a great technique because they, they have had the chance to explore this music since they were five years old, seven years old. And I actually, like to be honest, I started when I was 17. Well, interesting. Very interesting you say that. I just want to ask you about Latin Americans in the opera scene. Do you ever get imposter syndrome? Do, are there other people like you that, uh, that are around you? I get imposter syndrome up all the time. You know, I know it also happens to the other opera singers because they have done a lot of research about it. You know, the funny thing is that if you want to check on that later, the most important opera banner in, in this century and maybe in history is Juan de los Flores. And, you know, it's funny to see him singing and to live in the same in the same time that he lived and know that from now on, the music will never be the same because he got to exist and to change the um, perspective of classical singing, uh, the perspective of a tenor singing Rossini and Bel Canto. And he's actually from Peru. He is Peruvian. To know that, that gives you some kind of relief. He actually sat, started in the conservatoire playing the guitar and uh, just like singing traditional Latin American and Peruvian music, he found out that, hey, maybe this looks a little bit like bel canto. And he ended up singing bel canto. He, he fell in love with it. So it is amazing how the human works and how the, those connections take you to another place or another part in the world. I visited you 
we went to, well, of course, where you're from, Barranquilla, and we visited Cartagena. There really is so much music and so much connection to music there. Uh, would you say Bogota, I mean, as a metropolitan center, what was it like um, moving there as almost your first conservatory um, music experience? There are amazing orchestras in Bogota. They sound really beautiful. So yeah, I think in Bogota you have uh, more possibilities. What I could say to the Colombian singers that like classical music or European or academic music could be to never forget your roots, to never forget where you come from. And you know, life is longer than what you think. You don't have to do things right now, only because you don't know them the same mean that you won't get to know them later. I know one of the shocks for myself going into uh, more classical music, and I look up to you for what you're doing as a, as a Latina. Spanish isn't considered an operatic language. It is Italian, German, French, and um, English. So what was it like singing? Because I know in your undergraduate uh, program, you did do a production in Spanish. Uh, what is it like singing in Spanish versus the opera languages? Ah, well, you're going to meet with a lot of perspectives in your life. Because uh, I was actually meeting a guy, he's actually from North Korea, and he was doing a workshop here in Vienna about opereta and zarzuela, because those are top subgenders of opera. There are a lot of people here who say, no, opereta or zarzuela or even uh, uh, opera in Spanish because it's not so usual to find opera in Spanish. Uh, that is not opera, but we have grown enough trying to be more inclusive about everything, not just what it is the concept of European concept uh, has been. So right now, we're trying to be more inclusive. Actually, if you know that in the Metropolitan Opera for next season, they are going to do Florencia and Amazonas, and that is a, an opera in Spanish. So like I'm saying, the minds are changing, the perspectives are changing, and I think that's for the best. Very nice. Well, today on Tracks from Abroad, we are talking with Alejandra Ballestas Medina, also joined uh, by my co-host, Isabella, from the Faculty of Music. Today, we are talking all about Colombia, and we're going to take a music break before we get back with Alejandra. Hope you will stick with us.
I'm Andrea Bioko from Equatorial Guinea, and if you're a student like me who enjoys music and learning about new cultures, I definitely suggest you to listen to Tracks from Abroad, a podcast by students for students, now streaming on CIUT 89.5 FM. Show your support by donating online at CIUT.FM. Cualquiera gusto razona, que calias cali señora, señores. 
Hola, ¿qué tal? Mi nombre es Hugo de Guatemala y están escuchando a Tracks from Abroad en CIUT 89.5 FM. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and I'm joined today by a co-host, Isabella. We are talking with Alejandra. She is right now in Vienna, but originally from Bogota, Colombia. And the last song of the set, Alejandra, was one suggested by you. So I'd love for you to tell us about where that song came from. Okay, so this last song was Candy Pachanguero. And as we heard before, another song that was Embarachilla Mequeda. It's funny that those two songs have the name of a city in Colombia, Barranquilla, and the other one is Cali. And those are like the two cities that you could say that Llano Salsa comes from. Well, not like comes from, but it, because uh, Salsa uh, has another like origins, but it traveled all the way to Colombia to have uh, a nice development. So... I just wanted to say that this type of music has been a very, it has a, an importance for many countries in Latin America, more like in South America and also in parts of Central America, but not in, in countries like Chile or Argentina because they are more like more South. But the funny thing about salsa is that it means, you know, it means in English sauce. Right. So for, for us, it's more like salsa is more like a mix of things. It is more like a mix of rhythms, a, mi a mix of instruments. So in this case, how salsa got into its own different coast, influenced uh, uh, also by African culture. And in and South being different in Cali and also in Cartagena, because the first song in Barranquilla Me Quedo uh, is by Joe Arroyo, and he's born in Cartagena and he dies in Barranquilla. So, yeah, it's a very beautiful jaguar, uh, and uh, I think it's worth like exploring it. Fantastic. Yes, I, I think that uh, those two songs are definitely they they're a staple in many in many homes especially first generation colombians here in canada people who are from barranquilla we kind of grew up listening to that song our parents would put that on it is true the salsa and the mixture of all the different types of cultural influences in colombia because it is a very mixed place i know in our history at least we have uh, spanish and afro latino roots from our our side uh, just living on the caribbean so it's really beautiful to be there and surrounded by that i was wondering about now being in in vienna and uh, having uh, grown up in in colombia today what sort of roles are you looking for uh, in opera and uh, what for you would be a real dream role to have That is a very hard question because when you start in the field of opera, you get to dream a lot. You like you see this, you see this opera, and you say, "I want to do this one day." But with time, you learn to be patient and try to think about the now. What can you do now? Because it depends on the voice. But as a very young opera singer, like you cannot dream of of singing Madame Butterfly or. Tosca, which are Puccini's uh, music, which is very heavy. It's very heavy for the voice, and not all the type of voices can allow that until you are very old. Well, not very old, maybe in your 40s, and I'm, I'm 24 right now. So this time, I would like to prepare before I turn 30, or when I'm in my 30s, I would like to do Lucia di Lammermoor. Because uh, I really like the story and the development of the character. She's a very crazy character. Uh, she is a very fragile woman that 
uh, has always been driven to do the things that she's supposed to do and one day she breaks. And so I think I would like to explore that. And you know, the funny and, and already amazing thing about Oprah is to get to explore different personalities. That's fantastic uh, that you have found sort of your repertoire, which is a challenge sometimes for uh, sopranos when we're figuring out what our voice likes to do. And uh, that's great that you have some goals for what your next role might be. Say you get uh, a certain performance opportunity to play uh, a role in an opera. How do you prepare for that? Okay, so mostly when you are in a, a big opera, they want you to have experience before with that role. So maybe when you are just beginning with that role, you like you're going to do your debut. Most of the times, it's better to do it in in a small theater. So maybe in that case, when you're going to do it the first time in a small theater that is not so big as the Vienna State Opera or the Metropolitan Opera, I would say every time you do a first role, you need to divide your work in in a lot of parts. So what I like to do first is like to study the music. And I and I don't, don't mean learn the notes. I mean like where does it come from? What is the history, the background of the music? What about the composer? Uh, where is does it come from a novel? Does it come from a, uh, maybe the libertist did, did it himself? Is something new? And then you go to the music. You learn the notes. You study the pronunciation. Try always to have a pen or a marker to make notes of everything. Like if you want to light up things that you need to get better at, always have your your sheet music in your hand so that you can uh, write down everything that needs to get better. And in the end, when you learn the notes and you learn the pronunciation, then you can put it in your voice. The real work is to put it in yourself. Well, it doesn't sound easy at all. This is a challenging process, but I think, Alejandra, you may well have inspired listeners, young or old, to start up their uh, opera careers or to look more into this genre of music. So thank you very much for coming on our show today. No, thank you, you guys, for having me. Thank you, Jesse, and thank you, Savannah, for inviting me. Uh, it has been great to speak and to give my perspective about all of this journey. Being on tracks from abroad with Jesse was an amazing experience. I was able to share about my culture and my home country, Argentina, a few months after we won the World Championship uh, soccer. The music that I love and that I connect with where I'm from as well. And also talking about the immigrant experience, being an international student at U of T. I know that being on tracks from abroad will be a memory I will always have from undergrad. I've never been on a podcast before. I've never been able to share my story and I'm very, very thankful. Help us reach our $100,000 goal by donating today at www.ciut.fm. Click the donate button and support the sound of your city. Hello, hello, check, check, one, two. This is Jesse McDougall jumping on the mic live to just give you a little rundown at the 42-minute mark. I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about Colombia. That was episode number 68, but we're not done yet. I got a few more things to say 
First of all, a big thank you goes out to Alejandra Ballestas Medina, the opera student. What a fantastic interview she gave in an interesting perspective, having gone from uh, Colombia all the way to Vienna, Austria. And thank you to Isabel Milano, my co-host for today's show. You're certainly going to hear more from her. That interview was edited by Rosa Caramaza, another U of T student volunteer. And I want to uh, recognize that we have passed $75,000 for CIUT's spring funding drive. We are aiming to get to 100000 and I would love your help. If you go to CIUT.FM, you can donate to contribute to the sound of your city, and let's beat that goal. Now, the school year has concluded, and uh, I'm enjoying a vacation in a country I've never been to before. I'm in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia right now, and uh, just last week I visited Indonesia for the very first time. I went to an island called Lombok, uh, and in particular a small, small town of about 500 called Garupok and I learned how to surf. It was a wonderful experience, and if any listeners have been to either Lombok or Garupok, I hope you'll send us an email, because that would be a big coincidence at tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm. And uh, we previously did an episode all about Indonesia. We have another one coming up, so if you want to hear those past episodes, head on over to our, our podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, all the above. You can just search Tracks From Abroad. But this show is not over. We're almost at 45 minutes. I'm going to wrap this up. My second interview of the show is with Swarty. This is a musician. Uh, He's based in Los Angeles. He also happens to be my cousin, a.k.a. Ben Swarlick. And uh, Ben was nice enough to spend some time with me talking about a trip that he took to Colombia, which in fact influenced one of his most recent albums that he put out. So we're going to talk to Ben on Tracks From Abroad. Again, his name is Swarty. I hope you'll check out some of his music if you don't know it already. And I began this interview by asking Swarty about how he started his musical career. So I guess I've been pursuing a music career since I graduated college in 2008. And so I moved to San Francisco to pursue that uh, right out of college. I sort of got pulled into the world of electronic music production, and DJing. The way that's manifested has been um, as a three-person band called The M Machine. And we were active uh, from about 2012 to 2017. And then in 2018, uh, I got serious about my solo project, which is what I focus on now, uh, called Swarty, which is what everybody's called me since I was a kid. And I saw, going back to the M Machine days, I saw that you toured into Canada. Is that right? Yeah, we actually did a lot uh, of touring through Canada, um, New City Gas in Montreal, and we'd come through Toronto and play small clubs. Uh, I'd end up spending a lot of time and playing a lot of shows in Calgary and Edmonton, some festivals in the BC wilderness that we were lucky enough to play. I have a lot of love for the Canadian music scene. Not that I know too much about it, but uh, it always felt like per capita Canadians were like way overperforming musically. One of the reasons that you're here today is one of the reasons that you're on this show about Colombia is that you had a trip to Colombia that uh, that was you know important to you. And I, I wondered how long was that trip? I was there for just about six months. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, the the uh, the M Machine, which was uh, the band I started pretty much right right after college, uh, we had sort of petered out, or at least sort of lost interest in what was I think sort of the core sound of the project by the end of 2017. So 2018, I started messing around with the idea of uh, of a new career. I tagged along with a friend who uh, is an experienced, a passionate kite surfer. 
I was kind of just looking for um, a break. Uh, and we traveled along the Caribbean coast of Colombia for about three months. And I would just borrow his gear and he kind of turned into uh, a kite surf instructor, which is not recommended. You should have professional training. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, once I was there, I definitely fell in love with uh, Colombia. And that first three months uh, was a lot of backpacking, you know, smaller beach towns and hostels all the way up along the coast, sort of moving from Cartagena north um, east towards the border of Venezuela. Eventually, we flew to Medellin, got an apartment, and I ended up staying there for three months. And all I did was write music once I got to Medellin. So mm. uh, yeah, in that way, I was sort of unsuccessful in uh, sort of divorcing myself from that uh, music producer identity. And uh, I really haven't stopped writing since then. Had you been to South America before? No, that was my first visit to South America. So as you're going around Colombia for the first time, I'd imagine you stick out like a sore thumb, um, but you, you had some nice experiences meeting local people. And I saw one thing you posted online, which was something like your favorite Zocalo in Guatape. What was that? Okay, so Guatape is, um, it's a destination that's not too far, maybe like an hour, hour and a half outside of Midi. Um, Little tiny town, of the most colorful houses and buildings I've ever seen. And the Zocalos are these pictures or uh, illustrations or paintings that are sort of on either side of the doors. And I remember, I, I think the picture you're probably talking about, I think I'm crouching down in front of a, a synthesizer or keyboard. So sort of on brand for me to be in Columbia. And, uh, you know, slowly getting dragged back towards my electronic music <laughs> uh, lead. I understand that some of your experiences influence music that you would later make. So I want to ask you about that. What what songs maybe do you have where you can draw from that inspiration of that trip? Well, I got in the habit of uh, recording found sound while I was there. So um, I remember the first time I really like pulled out my phone and just sort of hit record was at uh, this place that uh, they call they called themselves an eco hostel. It was uh, somewhere outside of uh, Tyrona National Park, which is a beautiful um, seaside park. But they had this this big pool there, and as we were walking towards the pool, I could hear what sounded like laser beams. The closer I got, I figured out that it was definitely some kind of an animal. You know that cadence that you connect to an animal it sounds like a little bit random. It might be crickets or bugs of some sort or, or frogs. Anyway, I was hearing this sound getting closer to it and I was holding up my phone and it turns out that there were frogs that were in a pipe that was connecting one pool to another and so I wasn't just hearing the sound of these frogs I was also hearing the echo and reverberation that they were making as they sort of like peeped into this pipe and then later on I would turn that into an interlude and uh, what I was trying to do is sort of paint an audio picture of, uh, uh, of a parade of frogs that is marching through in support of some campaigning frog politician. Now, I once visited you in San Francisco where you were living at the time. I think I was maybe eight to ten years old somewhere in there but uh san francisco has you know i think a large latin population um and then los angeles also i wonder in your day-to-day life do you experience that absolutely i mean yeah you can't live in los angeles certainly without uh just the just the taco culture around me alone it's unbelievable i live uh 
where uh, Avenue 26 tacos are. When I first moved to this spot, there was um, a really well-established and healthy taco operation going on. This was already a really popular spot for people to line up late, late at night um, mm-hmm. in tacos. Uh, but uh, yeah, during lockdown, um, especially once people started to sort of get back out there a little bit, uh, whether it was advised uh, by the CDC or not, a few weeks into that, just sort of like getting bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, there was a full-on night market almost every single night behind our building, which was just so awesome. It kind of blew too close to the sun. Um, and I guess uh, some of the people who uh, live right next to O oh, and some of the businesses that use that road during the day, uh, I guess got fed up. And so, yeah, they put fences up on either side of that alley. And uh, I believe the ori- original Avenue 26 Tacos lives on at a location. Um, but yeah, the night market is no more. All right, well, it was good while it lasted. Cousin Ben, also known as Swarty, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You know I love the program. That song right there was called Cold Man by Swarty, 
off of his most recent album, Compact Objects. And I hope you enjoyed my interview with Swarty right here on Tracks from Abroad. Today's episode was all about the country of Colombia, and Swarty had gone there for a six-month-long trip. We also spoke at the beginning of this episode uh, to Alejandra. She's an opera singer from Colombia right now, uh, studying in Vienna, Austria. And that was really interesting, too. Thank you very much to both of our interviewees, and I hope you will join us next week on Tracks from Abroad. We have a couple episodes coming up, one on Indonesia, a place where I recently learned how to surf, and I'm going to tell you all about that with some really fantastic music, too. But at the end of this show, we're going to play a few more tracks by Benny Esguerra. This is a, a Toronto artist of Colombian descent, and the last message I have is please support CIUT during our spring funding drive. We're three-quarters of the way to our goal and working on this show has been one of my favorite parts of being a student at the University of Toronto. So we will catch you next Monday at 6 p.m. as we do every single week right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. You're listening to the baddest and lopest and Lydia's collaboration in the ancient present future featuring Zatisha, Che, Big Watch, J-Wise, Rod Stars, Up, Hope, Mama and Mini, Ruth, Yell, and the NTM family. Two to one! Intergenerational wealth, knowledge of self, pass the keys to our seeds, develop spiritual health before we're six feet deep, buried beneath, leave a legacy, something that can outlive we. Yeah. Stay woke, no duerman, estudie lo que puedan, cosecha, learn how to cultivate the weather, save better, sun, moon, las estrellas, poinsettia, look inside yourself, you find yours in your retina. Uh, I never thought that I could fly high, took a leap of faith, kept my head up to the sky, royal blood spilled with violence, thought they broke me, resurrect my ancestors, now they really woke hey, me. Yo. Never curse the day that Jaja blessed us. Remember that we are our ancestors. Live the life you love and treat it precious. Envy not oppress us. Remember mama dressed us. The ones. To the ones who are coming. Yeah. How we got the ones on their way. To the ones who will be here. Many centuries away. the future that's been beautiful art people power i've been screaming from the start del inicio my vicio se rebelde like allende bienvenido pueblo unido construyendo nuevamente you should see this generation the next ones that we're making we raise them up and tell them yo kid you amazing you come from a nation the culture and vibrations are strong within your blood you amazing mis hijos les he enseñado a sembrar cultivar defender luchar y entender espero que cumplí mi deber a ver lo real no es solo de creer porque un día todo esto va a aprender young people taking action yeah. look at the way they roll around with pride and passion laughing big auntie chest laughs to the sky next generation new ancestors you and i to the ones who are coming we think, we think, we think ahead. to the ones on their